Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you that you are a good God, Lord, that you're good each and every day, Lord, and that your mercy is renewed each and every morning, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit that you continue to give us him freely, Lord, so that way we can go off and do as you have commanded us to do in the world, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us as we continue our study on the Lord's house. And um, if you've been blessed by this, we just ask that you like the episode, that you subscribe on any one or number of our our platforms, or you can find this message and that you share it with others so they too can be blessed and learn about our Lord and Savior. So, with that being said, we're going to continue discussing the golden lampstand. So, could I get a volunteer to read from Exodus 25, beginning in verse 31 through verse 40, please? I will. All right, promise. You shall also make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand shall be of hammered work, its shaft, its branches, its bowls, its ornamental knobs, and flowers shall be of one piece. And six branches shall come out of its sides, three branches of the lampstand out of one side, and three branches of the lampstand out of the other side. Three bowls shall be like an almond blossom on one branch, with an ornamental knob and flower, and three bowls made like an almond blossom on the other branch, which is an or- with an or- ornamental knob and a flower. So for the six branches that come out of the lampstand, on the lampstand itself four bowls shall be made like almond blossoms, each with its ornamental knob and flower. And there shall be a knob under the first two branches of the sing, a knob under under the second two branches of the sing, and a knob under the third two branches of the sing, according to the six branches that extend from the lampstand. Their knobs and branches shall be of one piece, and all of it shall be one hammered piece of pure gold. You shall make seven lamps for it, and they shall arrange these lamps so that they give light in front of it. And its wick trimmings in their trade shall be of pure gold. It shall be made of a town of pure gold with all these utensils. And see to it that you make them according to the pattern which I showed, which was shown you on the mountain. Amen. So at this time, we are going to open up the floor for each of you to have the opportunity to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you, and of course, to ask any questions that you have. All right? Yes. So who would like to begin? I'll begin very quickly. The first thing I would like to share was that as we were looking at the little diagram, the Lord pointed out on the bottom of it, it's the almond blossom, and how he was relaying that to at the very founding of the word, first we know that he did speak it, but he was also saying that there was grace and mercy to us, mm-hmm. meaning that we're still given the opportunity to come back to him and be restored. Because originally I asked the Lord, he was saying, if he knew who was going to choose the Lord, how come he didn't just put us in heaven? 
And why do we have to go through this? And he said it was just his grace and mercy of giving those whom he already knew were going to not choose him the opportunity to choose him. Okay. And then the Lord, the second thing the Lord is pointing out to me is that also as we look at these diagrams, I noticed that on each of these uh, branches, kind of looked like a yield. There were seven. And how the Lord was showing me that in Jesus it was the perfection of man. And how he was relaying that both with the lampstand, it both refers to Jesus and the end time and how he's already seen what the end is going to be. That's why he pointed out that on the same branch there was seven, in which Dad has said seven was the number of perfection, I believe, and finishing. Completion, yes. Completion, yes. And six was the number of man, and Lord showed me that this was that Jesus, first of all, was the perfection of man. He's the one that makes us perfect, mm-hmm. and then he's already, and he was also saying that he already knew what the outcome was going to be. That mm-hmm. this is already the end of it from the beginning. He declares the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's a good point there, sir. And thank you for bringing him back up on grace. And mm-hmm. I know the listeners can't see this, but we have found and, and have up on the on a screen here an, an image, um, if you will, uh, a picture of a golden lampstand or menorah. Um, of what it looked like the, yeah, according r- to the pattern. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, according to the image that we're looking at, and, and just to give a visual representation of what is described, grace is scattered throughout. Strategically placed. It, that's think, what I mean. I it's not scattered. Not, right. uh, but it yes, strategically been accounted placed. accounted and placed. The Lord was very specific of where those almond blossoms would be placed on the absolutely the branches and the and the the grace part being how each almond blossom has five petals right so that's yes five representative Mm -hmm. of grace and uh and we went through this section when we initially started discussing the the gold lampstand or the menorah but um it's in zechariah 4 talking about the the vision of the lampstand and the olive trees Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, what I found interesting, and we didn't cover it last time, but I want to cover it this time, is where actually, can we read verses? Can I get a volunteer to read in Zechariah four verses five through seven? I will. Actually, five through nine, please. Okay, I will do it. All right, promise. Go. Then the angel talked with me. The angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? I said, No, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone, which shouts... Of grace, grace to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hand shall also finish it. Then you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Mm-hmm. So we've already discussed how the this gold lampstand or menorah is a type and shadow representing Christ, 
representing Jesus mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit upon him, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, Charles, you just brought up an excellent point of how there is a a cup, if you will, of these almond blossoms at the base or at the bottom of this. Yes. Uh, and I was immediately reminded of this capstone that was brought and laid upon the foundation with shouts of grace, grace to it. Yes. Which, uh, you know, I just think is amazing. And, um, you know, talking about hands of Rubel laying the foundation for the temple. We're not there yet discussing the studying out the, the temple, the, the first or second temple, right? But yes, clearly it had you, these gold lampstands or menorahs in them. So we see, and this is the Lord's plan from the beginning. But again, still explaining, still helping us to understand what we have misunderstood. So we can better understand him, hmm. who he is, his ways, and his thoughts. To come into a right relationship with him. Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. This reminded me of Exodus 34, um, verses 6 and 7. When Moses said, Lord, if I've found favor in your sight, show me your glory. Amen. And then the Lord put Moses in the cleft of the rock and put his hand over him because he said, no one can look at my face, see my face. No man can see my mm -hmm. face and live. So he was protecting him, but still showing him his glory. And this is verse six and seven. And the Lord passed by, bef passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clear in the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And when we look at how God describes himself, he leads with his mercy and his grace and how long suffering he is. And he is a true God and he's honest and he's living and alive and he's merciful. And even when we look at the part, there's a, an element uh, that the, the adversary implanted into humanity is that God doesn't want good things for you. God is a yes and no, a good and bad God. And he's only good. When Jesus came into the earth, he came to do what? The will of the Father, yes. And but, to seek and to save that which was lost. Yes, and to destroy the works of Satan. Mm -hmm. He came and healed. He came and delivered. He came and set free. Right? He came and made yes. things right. He put them in their right place. He connected. And when he talked with his disciples, especially after his resurrection, he went and walked them through all the scripture that they had, they had been learning all their life, but misapplying the, the thought process that God is a bad God sometimes. And sometimes he's going to do mean things to you and he's going to hurt you and all this, that, and the other. But that's not what Jesus displayed when he was here. And we know from the word that he is the same and he changes not. Number one. Number two, we learned in James that there's no, there's no variation in God. There's no shadow of turning in him. Evil does not proceed out of God. Good proceeds out of God, but evil does come out of the adversary. And Jesus made clear to them when they were like, oh, he's casting out devils by devils. He said, a house divided against itself can't stand. Well, they named, they called it Beelzebub, but it, it's just the devil, a demon, whatever. Um, oh, forgive me. Part of my language. It is a demon. So he said, no, that, that's not what I'm doing. That's not who I am. 
And when we look back at Exodus and it talks about God um, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation, that doesn't mean he's punishing you for what someone else did. It just means how old, it doesn't matter how old you get. If you leave your sin uncovered from the blood, it's still there. Mm-hmm. If you're 99 years old and you did not bring your sin to Jesus Christ to have it washed and cleansed and removed from you, it is still there. And God is a righteous judge. So as I, I look at the, the abundance of grace that's here and the, the mercy of God, it just reminds me that that's who our God is. And it's important that we rightly attribute to him the goodness that is due him. And that we also understand that that is what is outside of there. Um, the Lord said that thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But he came that we would have life and life more abundantly. Everything that God does declares his love for us, his willingness for us to, to remain, to live, to thrive and to flourish and to not be destroyed because he knows the adversary is out there where the human mind and the devil doesn't want us to know that he's there because then we'll accuse God and we'll blame him and then we'll be separated eternally from God. Uh, do you have something you want to say, Dean? Well, just as you're talking about the abundance and God's glory and I'm just... um. I've been over here looking for some information. I've been out there Googling stuff. Okay. And uh, just, just thought it was interesting. I'm just like, you know, um, how big was this golden lampstand? Just how mm. big was it? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, because we see it as something like we think about something we see sitting on the table or sitting on the mantle of a fireplace or something. This thing had to be is enormous. Estimated to be 75 pounds. Wow. 75 pounds is a talent of gold, approximately. Because wow. it's a little dispute it's between 20 and 40 mm-hmm. kilograms. Mm-hmm. So it's around 75 pounds. So we're not, we don't have an exact. And we don't have anywhere that tells us what the dimensions are. <laughs> but based on trying to wow. calculate what you would do with 75 pounds of gold and what it would look like, right. it was around six feet tall. I was going to say, like, 75 pounds, that's a small child. Yes. This thing was most likely six feet tall. Right. Wow. In today's economy, in American dollars, here we are in the first part of 2022, mm-hmm. it would have been worth $2.3 million in gold. Look at God. There's nothing small about our God. There's nothing Not lack about our God. Mm-hmm. There's nothing shy about his glory and the radiance of this. Amen. And although it was symbolic, it was never intended for us to look at it as if something in itself it was meant to right, be worshipped, right, right. but to point to God's glory. But this Amen. was this was not a little thing you put on the, the corner of your table. Oh, no. Right. You know, a, a table lamp or... Yeah. Th- this, oh. was, this was huge. And this was to light the whole household. You know, like when they did use menorahs, it was mm. for the whole household. But even this, I mean, wow. That's... I have to think about that for a moment because I'm like, yeah, I was sitting there going, mind blown, like, wow, you know, because you just, nobody talks about that. I'm just, you know. And I go, how did you do that, God? Like, how could you do that? Like, how, how great you are to Yeah, and in his economy, 75 pounds of gold is nothing. It's like, nothing. (laughs) Right? I mean, as we we talk about symbolism, right? In heaven, the streets are paved with gold as symbolism. Gold isn't even worth paving streets with. It's just something to walk on. That's it. Some of your dirty feet to walk on. It ain't even worth that. I mean, that's, God has just got so, he's just so much more and has so much more for us. Amen. And his glory just shines through in all things. Amen. And and the talent that he gave through his Holy Spirit to put this together in the middle of the wilderness. 
they didn't have big factories and you know what I mean? Like uh, today we think of modern technology as the end all be all, but God was like, Psh. <laughs> we, we can do this in the middle of the I'm desert, just, in the middle of the wilderness. You know, you can create this. Uh, I will give you the, not just the, the tools that you need or the, uh, I'll say the resources you need to put this together. I'll give you the know-how to put it together in the middle of nowhere. Well, you it's know, amazing. Um, so we haven't talked about this, um, and, and most of our listeners don't know, but I am a contractor. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big focus of the things that we do is heating and air conditioning, mm-hmm. and in that is a lot of ducting or the, the airways for the, the duct to move. We use yes. sheet metal to do that. Mm-hmm. And on occasion, I find myself having to shape sheet metal into unique shapes and unique forms and bend it around stuff. And we do it with a hammer. And there's a, it's, I call it a tin banger's hammer just for mm-hmm. banging the metal around. And it has, it's kind of rounded, similar to a ball peen hammer on okay. one end. And it is extremely difficult just to get a piece of metal to fold over the way you want it to. And we're just talking about some old galvanized sheet metal. I mean, this was hammered <laughs> out. This was hammered. That was just but tapping and tapping yeah. and tapping and shaping and tapping and shaping and tapping and shaping. Just, just, I, mean, I actually have some experience knowing what it would be mm-hmm. like. It's just amazing that they did this and, and the ornamental aspect of it with the leaves and the intricacies of it and the buds and the blossoms. And, and the beauty. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't like a, you know, the Charlie Brown tree. It wasn't all <laughs> rickety and leaned over. Right. <laughs> like, here, God bless it. Right. And, and I'm sure as, as we understand it in that respect, it was very symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. That's where God is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just, wow. Thank you, God. And, and I love, honey, how you also brought up the, from Exodus 34, the Lord describing the Lord's description of himself. Mm-hmm. And he begins by merciful and gracious. Amen. Right? As we talked about grace being spread throughout the entirety of this lampstand or menorah. But he led with merciful. And there is a difference. Mercy is not receiving what we should receive. What we did, what we The earned. penalty for right. our actions, the consequences yes. of them. But grace is receiving the things that we don't receive or deserve. So the blessings, the benefits, the, the, all the things that the Lord has for us, yeah. he gives us those good and wonderful things as opposed to, well... What's rightfully due, our sinful exactly nature. Exactly, what we're rightfully due or mm-hmm. owed as a result of... The punishment that we're rightfully due, the separation. And then when you look at this, the, all we have to do is stay in him. Like when we're connected, you brought up the, the vine and the branches. When we stay connected, we get all the grace. Don't go out there by yourself. <laughs> Don't go it alone. Don't disconnect yourself. Don't sever your, your connection with him. And all of this is the love of God. All of this is done from the love of God. I, I like that you asked, LaCharles, if you knew what we were going to choose, why did you give us a choice? Because he still wanted to give even the people he knew would turn their back on him an opportunity to choose, to come to him, still give them a chance. Now we've already learned that Satan and his demons cannot be redeemed because it's not the blood of Jesus is not for them. They didn't have a right to choose. They had an ability, but not a right. Mankind has an ability and the right to choose. And he said, I'll give you a chance. Just come and buy from me. Come and take what's of me, get a pure garment and come on into the kingdom. That's a loving God. Even when he knows what we're going to do, he still gives us an opportunity to make the right decision. Even you can think of the most heinous crimes and sins Mm -hmm. and all of that, and God still gives them a chance. Hey, don't do this. Don't go that way. Come to me. 
I understand your life was difficult. Come on, I understand. Let me remove this burden from you. Let me wash you. Let me cleanse you in my blood, in the blood of Jesus, and make you new and restore you. And whether they accept him or not, he's still righteous to give the choice. It's a, a similar concept to what you see with Israel. If the Lord just concluded it with Israel's salvation, then the Gentiles wouldn't have had an opportunity to come in. Mm. But I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad right. that God gave everyone the opportunity. And he's going to keep going till every person is born through this earth that he has uh, set aside and already um, predestined. Well, and that's the thing. It's, the Lord knew what, was, what the choice was going to be. So he knew the Gentiles, us, we would have an opportunity to enter or to be grafted in mm-hmm. to, the, to the branch, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And myself, it wasn't like, oh, well, now they failed, so now I can, I can graft you guys in. It wasn't, no, it wasn't. It, it, he knew this from the beginning. This was all part, uh, I'll say, one aspect of this immensely intricate and detailed eternal plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are spiritual laws that God has to abide by because he and set force. them. And yes. that that's the part of Exodus 34 that says, um, abounding in goodness and truth. If you break the laws for yourself, then you're not true. <laughs> you're, right. you're a liar. But he doesn't do that. But he does understand the, the depth of everything. And he's able to uphold all things by the word of his power and meet all the standards of righteousness. Mm-hmm. He has no need to violate them. He does, that's not even a, a temptation for him. Exactly. But he's a good God. He upholds his own word above his very name. Mm-hmm. So to add to your the answer to your question, Charles, why does he do this knowing what we're going to choose? It's not just the opportunity. If he judged you before you did something, that would be a violation of his own word. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. He gives each of us the opportunity to make the choice and to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Look at the, the parable of the two sons in the vineyard. One said, yep, I'm going to do it, and didn't. And the other said, I'm not doing it, but then went and did it. Mm-hmm. He so, gives yes. reward by, based on our own works to exactly. each of us. Mm. Exactly. New Testament tells us that a lot. I mean, but it's throughout the entire word. Throughout the entirety of scripture. Mm-hmm. So it matters. Mm-hmm. Promise, did you have something, sweetheart? Yes. Well, please share, sir. Okay, first Lord's talking to me about how the seven lampstands were the spirits of the Lord and how... Back up. First, start with this part. Flowers remind me of where it was flowers, okay. and how flowers usually mean that there's some sort of fruit. And so the Lord is reminding me of how it's the fruit of the spirit and mm-hmm. how it keeps going on. Amen. This flower definitely to the almond tree, the almond blossom was a rep- had a, attached to some fruit, so it wasn't like a tulip. But even there, they have the bulb at the end, but. It wasn't like that. This was a, a fruit from a tree. Amen. I like that. The fruit of the Spirit. Can you read those to us? Do you have it? I don't know exactly. Wait. Galatians. Layla, do you have that? Galatians 5. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and read it to us, my love. 
Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Amen. 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 God is love. Go ahead, Promise. Tell us the rest. Also, then we was talking to me about the light, and I believe in um, one of our earlier podcasts that I was talking about Jesus was the light of the world. Mm-hmm. He is the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Amen. And the light of men. And also, I know that the gold was pure, and how the Lord reminded me of that the Lord is also pure in all the works that he does. Amen to that. And again, he reminded me of the seven spirits. Hmm. Um, what about them? Oh, and how that Thank there's the nothing wrong with them because they're the work the of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. What else, sir? That was it. Okay. And, and I love how you brought up the, the almond blossoms again. And just as you were talking. I know we covered it when we discussed the items that the Lord said very clearly to put inside the Ark of the Covenant, right? And one was, of course, Aaron's rod that bloomed, which was the rod of an almond tree, right? Symbolic of yes. the Lord watching over his word to perform it, mm-hmm. right? which is incredible. Mm-hmm. And God's choice. Amen. Right. So as we talk about this, there's grace, there's... There's all these, I mean, there's life, there's light, right? And it's the Lord watching over us. He's providing all these things so we can perform his word and the works, the things that he has called each and every one of us to do here. Mm-hmm. Just really incredible. Amen. And that God, he provides everything. Everything. <laughs> As long as we remain with him. Right? That's why he tells us, without me, you can do nothing. He's already provided everything that we need to do what he's asked. Mm-hmm. And and asked is a, a loose term. You can say asked, required, commanded, instructed. Right? Yes. It's yes. kind of like a parent to a child. They're asking, but they're not really asking, Right? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. A bunch of smiles over here. But yeah. It's still, it's a, it's a nice and respectful way to go about things, right? Yes. yes. Not just demanding. Which again puts it to our choice. Mm-hmm. What will we choose? Our Heavenly Father or the Father of Lies? Mm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, let's pause there for today, and because uh, there's a lot in what we've discussed, and um, let the Holy Spirit minister to you. And of course, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to to contact us. You know, you can reach us through our website at adayofprayer.org or directly an email at uh, adayofprayer@yahoo.com. Love to hear from you. Love to connect with you, and you know. 
and not just for any questions or anything, just to get to know you, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and, and those that want to learn more about our Lord and Savior, right? We don't have all the answers, but we know the one who does. We're all learning and growing together. And if you want to do that, learn and grow together. And then you're in the Hampton Roads area, we'd love to invite you down here and to join us as we discuss the word together. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for your grace, Lord, Mm -hmm. and we receive it in faith, Lord, and we just magnify your name, Lord, and we say your mercy endures forever, your righteousness endures forever, your name, your word, your love endures forever, Lord. There's nothing like it, nothing that can compare to it or stand above it, Lord, and we just thank you for that, Lord, and for bringing us in and making us your sons and daughters, Lord, making us your children, Lord, taking us from the hand of the enemy, Lord, and from the deep pits that we were in, Lord, and bringing us to the light of yourself, Lord, the light of your son and your word, God, and for cleaning us up, Lord, making us righteous and right standing before you, God, and giving us an opportunity to walk out and display what our choice was, Lord, and make a stand for you in the face of all the world, Lord, and say, you're my God and my Savior, Lord, for you I'll live and for you I'll die, God. So we just thank you for your goodness, Lord. That endures to all generations, Lord, that you're long-suffering with us, Lord, and you're patient and you're kind, God, and that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' name, amen. 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 And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.